Welcome to the Industry 4.0 podcast powered by Utility AOR. On this podcast, we look at interesting technologies that are changing the way work gets done. Today, we're speaking to Jeffrey Allen from Mercis Technologies about VR-based training in production and clean rooms. Jeff, thanks so much for joining me. Tell me who you are and what it is that you do. How you doing, Patrick? And thanks for having me along today. We are Mercis Technology. We're located here in Athlone and we're a software company in the immersive technology space. What we do on a day-to-day basis is we digitize things. For various industries, we can go in and capture processes and assemblies and whatever, how people put things together, etc., using a computer game software. Okay. So you digitize things, but you don't mean just write it down in an Excel spreadsheet. Sorry, you'll need to explain a little bit more, specifically an example of what you do. Example, long time ago, I started out digitizing things in 2D format, fonts, logotypes, and stuff like that on X and Y axis. Now we digitize things in 3D format, which will allow to capture emotion. If you see somebody moving a point through space and time, that's capturing it in, in a 3D environment, which is effectively CAD, computer-aided design. All of the assets that we see around us are designed industrially in these CAD, AutoCAD, and, and uh, various computer programs, but we can actually use the capture of human motion. It's animation. We can actually capture the animated uh, human actions, and this has an incredible advantage for people in terms of capturing and, and understanding what their operatives do. Okay, you just need to explain that a little bit more to me. So you use computer game software. What you mean is virtual reality, is that right? Yeah, virtual reality and augmented reality are what they call immersive technology. They're both actually similarly constructed. As I always say, they're made with the same toolkit. One's a diesel engine, one's a petrol engine, to be fair. So either or solution we can create, but the virtual reality part is, say we go into your factory and we capture the environment and recreate that so that your employees can put on the headset and go, wow, this is where we work. And then we can explain instruction to them or either capture a process that they are doing on the shop floor that new employees can repeat the process until it becomes ingrained in them, muscle memory and stuff like that, to become efficient. We work not specifically to the life science sector, but if you have somebody with working in clean rooms, there's a cost to enter into the clean room to scrub down and put on the PPE and all that sort of stuff. We can remove that cost. We can make that the operator can practice until they become competent enough to put them into the live scenario. So it's driving efficiencies in terms of costs and learning outcomes and stuff like that. Okay. So just explain to me a little bit further. Okay. So when you say capture, what you mean, you said you also mentioned 3D CAD. It's a 3D CAD virtual reality environment that a worker can be in. Is that right? Absolutely. So what do you do? We recreate work environments that people can put on an immersive headset, a virtual reality headset, and then enter into that 
digital space. Okay, cool. When you say capture that, what is the person seeing around them when they put on the virtual headset? They see a virtual replication of their work environment. We go in and map out the environment using various techniques. Sometimes it comes from plans and drawings. Sometimes it comes from photographs and we make a reference, a virtual reference of the real world scenario. Oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. I can imagine being in a a VR headset and seeing something that looks like my workspace around me. But then what happens? Well, what we're able to do is into that workspace, we can recreate the expert operator's actions so that a new trainee can follow those actions to learn them and they can become competent in the process of the more experienced operative. Okay, so you can get an inexperienced operative to put on a VR headset, and what they see around them is a virtual space, and then they can follow the procedure of the expert. Absolutely. It's kind of like a step-by-step draw, and you can do an action, press the next, learn the action for the likes of assembly in a med tech. If they're assembling a component, that they can say, here is the component. A is do A, do B, do C until you complete the assembly. And then we can grade that then through time or accuracy and stuff like this too. If you want to get to the place where the new operative is in a pass-fail state. Excellent. Okay, cool. So tell me, what are the benefits that people who do this type of thing see? Well, first and foremost in life sciences, the clean room environments, there's a cost to put in operatives to train. And they do thing, I think it's called minding or watching Nelly is traditionally how it is. So you're paired off with a mentor and this process can go on for months before the management feel competent to let that new operator in on the work line. Because if you have a procedure, say 15 or 20 people, if you have a rookie operator that's doing something wrong, the whole line has to be thrown out, perhaps even a day's output. So it's reducing the risk of in a very, very much controlled, the FDA might be observing it and protocols and stuff like that. So it's to allow the management say that this, this operator is fit to be in this scene, in this environment and work on to be able to output consistency and quality assurance and stuff like that. All right, cool. Very good. So you mentioned clean rooms. Are those the sorts of companies who you see embracing this technology most? The truth is (laughs) this new type of media is very expensive to produce. And we see those with that sort of budget. It's very applicable. One of the huge benefits is the scalability. So the operations tend to be larger operations that can really benefit of this. People who have are training and amount of people regularly. It's not going to be limited to life science by any means. Like there's a lot of people in the health and safety space moving into this and you could do HACCP training in hospitality if you want. But uh, we're very much, our work to date has been uh, through engagements in that sector and uh, that's where we hope to build our reputation both nationally and beyond. Great, okay. So tell me, what are the enabling technologies that would make this work well for a company? So if we were to look at implementing such a project, what things could we have in place first, which would make it easier for us to do so? I think the new 
workforce, the millennials that are more, what would they call digital natives, have an aptitude for this type of training, you know. The days of video and blackboards and slide training are gone. People want dynamic media and effectively that's what this is. So I think that next generation of operator is already primed to welcome this advance. And uh, the hardware is definitely coming far more accessible in terms of price point. The state of the art, which would be from a company called Oculus, their new virtual reality headset is around the 300 euro mark. It's effectively less than a smartphone now. So I think that is going to be a real, that price point combined with the appetite for more stimulating learning, it will drive the market. That makes sense to me. So then tell me, if a company wants to try out this technology or if they want to do a project, what does that look like? Well, first and foremost, the media must be experienced. No amount of looking at videos online and stuff like that can actually replicate what is a virtual reality experience. It is, by definition, experiential media where the people can, you can literally frighten people to death and stuff like that. So it's that ability to, to combine the emotion with the action that really, really strengthens the learning outcomes. So what we do is typically, if we have somebody that's interested in exploring what we do, if they have the hardware themselves, and quite often now we're finding, especially with clients abroad, that they have access to the headset, we can just send them over the software that they can load themselves and experience some of the work that Mercer's has completed already. And uh, apart from that, that is actually the optimum way these days with COVID and not getting on site and stuff like that. So the days of us demonstrating and going down are numbered for the time being. Now, we are also actively trying to promote our multi-user. So effectively, I can send you a pre-loaded headset and then I can join you from our own offices here in Athlone. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. But then if I wanted to do a project, what's involved in executing a project of this type? Well, we find that how our approach is we like to go in and see what existing assets are there. Quite often the operators, uh, they have detailed manuals and step-by-step guides in work schemes assembled to comply with FDA, et cetera, et cetera. So how we approach it is, is when the customer is happy and we put together a proposal around our methodology and stuff. And if, if they're happy to proceed, we go in and we scope out the project. And uh, where they explain, at the end of the day, we're the technical experts. We're not the domain knowledge isn't ours. So it's about us getting the maximum out of them in terms of their explanation. And that's the strength of animation. Because if we animate the procedure we can go back and tweak it at any time and adjust it wherever. If you do that through video, you have to do a retake. It's a different conversation. So we would scope things out and work with their team and typically create a pre-alpha or an alpha build, which is an early version. We would give them first eyes on and, and let their team of trainers say, this is good, this is bad. Could we change this? Could we tweak that? And then we can adjust it so that they get the optimum work instruction. 
And you mentioned animation. So how is that created? Uh, how do you recreate someone's work environment? Just in terms of the environment is quite easily done because you can do there's hardware coming on the market that can capture these environments and stuff like that. And typically, sometimes we work off architecture drawings or CAD drawings, but the motion uh, depending on how accurate you need to capture the motion, we can do it just by observation or you can do it by motion capture if you want real minute details. But you can also use tricks of the trade in that you can explode, like I always explain it, like Duplo Lego. If you have a, a little task that happens down here in the minutia, you can zoom in and magnify it pretty much like we pinch our screens on the cell phone. So it gives the operator that understanding. Now, one of the strengths of Mercer's is that we have traditional animators in-house. We have artists who capture and explain through illustrations in, in what we call a storyboard. And it's understanding that analog storyboard and the step-by-step -step process that's vital because the creation of the narrative is where it all begins. And if the magic isn't there, covering it with technology and software just doesn't resonate. You know, this is all about the user experience. And where we really try to excel at is that the operators can put off the headset and wow, wow, that's what happens at work. We've done it before where people have seen laboratories we've created and said, that's so-and-so, oh yeah, I understand, that's such-and-such such a biosafety cabinet procedure. We did that in when we began in, in the operation or when we began work, you know. Very good. So who needs to be involved in implementing a project of this type in an organization? The higher the level, the better. And in that, that I believe that going forward, this type of media is going to be pervasive throughout all aspects of industry. You know, we hear a lot about digital transformation and 4.0 and all these things. And at the heart of that is visualization of data. So it's a very much a strategic investment and uh, that aligns with the costs involved. So we need all stakeholders. On a day-to-day -day basis, we work with operational engineers and the trainers within the organizations who frankly are almost all the time the first people to grasp the benefits of this and how this could help accelerate their throughput with trainees, uh, align their brand with forward thinking. And we trying to talk to plant engineers, site leaders, the HR department, because it's them that comes down to training and upskilling and stuff like that. So it's across the spectrum. We would work with what we are finding is we find an internal champion, somebody who gets it maybe even has their own headset. We find that's a huge benefit because when they get into it, they really can grasp it. And then it's, they sell it to their friends and colleagues of how this could help drive efficiencies throughout their entire operation. Okay, cool. So tell me, where do you see this all going? Ooh, <laughs> well, that's interesting because you touched on it. Like while Mercer's promote VR training and, and really behind the scenes, we're working towards creating what's called a digital twin, which is a direct replica of the work environment online. And uh, right now we're already developing APIs where we're bringing in what they call near real-time data data in from your machine. So effectively, 
the machine you have, the CNC machine that's working on the floor, we can map those into the virtual so that you can look at your organization remotely through your smartphone and stuff like that. So it's only the start of this. I know Industry 4.0 has been rolled out. There's a lot of people talking about it with consultancies who are recommending it. But to actually deploy that, what Mercer's provides is a real 4.0 solution that's deployable tomorrow within your organization. Fair enough. Very good. So you're working in this Industry 4.0 space. Tell me about other technologies that you see that excite you. Oh, I have to say I'm very, very excited around artificial intelligence and what it can bring. Now, that's a huge spectrum, but relative to what we can do in Mercer's, we're going to ultimately have chatbots that will have deep knowledge about what the trainee wants to onboard with them. And that technology isn't a long way off. I don't know if, if you're following the stuff from OpenAI and GPT-3 and stuff like that, but that's artificial intelligence. Exciting new developments around technology is around composites where new materials are coming on board, the likes of graphene, which is a superconductive and uh, impermeable. And the applications for there are not even commercial at this stage. They're really still at white paper stage, I think, and hypotheticals. But as more and more solutions come from all the various new innovations coming out of all facets of industry and business around the globe, I think we live in a very exciting time. From my own experience, as I say, I'm at this a while, we're in the golden age. You know, we're always in the golden age in terms of tech. Very good. Good man. Okay, so tell me, where can people go to find out more about yourself and Mercer's? <laughs> we have our website at Mercer's.io, which is M-E-R-S-U-S. It's actually Latin for drowned. Very clever, says he. As well as that, we have our, what well, we were building out the training platform is called AvatarAcademy.io. And that's just designated to applications within the clean room environments. The Mercer's gives a more overall look at other products that we have. We have an exciting, very exciting new product there, which is not at all based on life science. It's interfacing with your hands using the hand tracking on the headset and stuff like that. We're working on a project there that's going to be one of the first commercial deployments of that. And it just allows the operator to interact using their hands rather than controllers. So that's just an open framework. It's applicable to any organization. Wow, that's very good. Sorry, explain Mercer's to me one more time. Mercer's is the Latin word for drowned, immersed. Immersed. Very good. Very, very clever. It's a good name. I think of that. Good man. (laughs) Jeff, thank you so much for your time today. No problem. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can subscribe on all the usual channels and find out more about our sponsors, Utilior on utilior.com. Utility AOR can be your partner for augmented reality, improving